Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. We're here to inform, educate, and support parents from the early years and beyond. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle. I am 42, and I am a busy mommy of two, Alexandre, who is two, and Nathan, who is four months. Today, we're talking about what is chiropractic. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather Fox. I'm co-host of Parent Talk. I'm 41 years old and have a son named Hudson, who is 22 months, and I'm also expecting baby number two. And I'm Dr. Carla Capito. I'm the mother of two wild and fantastic girls, the wife of a, a loving husband, a chiropractor, health and movement educator, and the creator of Lioness, which is all about getting women back into their bodies through physical play to reclaim ourselves and reconnect to our sense of wholeness. Great. Well, thank you. Welcome to both of you guys here. What is chiropractic? We want to know. Yeah, this is a good place to start. So, um, well, in Canada, our scope as chiropractors involves the assessment, the diagnosis, and the treatment of all neuromusculoskeletal disorders. So neuro being neurological, muscular, and skeletal or skeleton. So our profession is really interesting as there's a extremely broad spectrum of chiropractic approaches, which I'm sure many of you have experienced. Um, so when I first graduated, and to be quite honest, for quite some time after being in practice, I found that divide between doctors at either end of the spectrum really intense, and I really clearly sat on one side. But now that I've been in practice for 10 years, I have a much greater grasp of the world of medicine and healing and realize that there's just millions of ways for a human to heal. So some approaches meet certain human needs better than others. So it all comes down to the patient and what does this patient need and how can I support them in achieving their health goals, uh, whether this means escaping the acute pain that they're in, uh, preparing for an ultra marathon to even building a strong and balanced body to age gracefully within. Um, and my approach, so I check in on my patient's goals and then we work on determining whether where the dysfunction's coming from and how we can resolve it. So most of my work centers on the idea that movement really needs to be efficient, it needs to be balanced, and it needs to be controlled in order for us to keep feeling top drawer. And so I also add a lot of movement-based assessments, treatment, and rehabilitation. And my treatments are really hands-on, and it includes a lot of myofascial work, joint manipulations, adjustments when necessary, and all sorts of other fun tricks that I keep learning um, that I continue to put into my tool belt. It's a constant evolution. So how does a chiropractic diagnose someone? Mm, yeah. yeah, so... Um, we use a lot of different techniques to assess. I use orthopedic testing. I use functional movement testing and a various a various types. Uh, and I use a lot of other different types of tests that I've learned over the years and continue to learn that help me determine what is going on and producing the pain for my patients. There are times that I cannot reach a conclusive diagnosis on my own without imaging. And so in that case, I refer my patient back to their medical doctor as in British Columbia in Canada we can't refer for publicly funded imaging, but we can get our patients into private imaging clinics. So there are times that I, I'm working alongside my patient's medical doctors, their naturopathic doctors, or other healthcare professionals to determine collectively what's going on for our patient and how to manage them. And I'm really, really lucky because I work with a group of amazing naturopathic doctors and one TCM. 
and so many cases that we're working on collaboratively and it enables our patients to feel like they're confident that nothing's being missed and we're covering all the bases as a team. Actually, what is a TCM? Yeah, good, good question. A TCM is a traditional Chinese medical doctor. Yeah. And when should someone see a chiropractor? So any muscle, joint, nerve pain would be a great indicator for seeing a doctor of chiropractic. Um, other reasons could be beyond pain, and they might be things like preventative care to ensure that your joints are functioning optimally from your toes to your neck, and to make sure that you continue to be able to do the things that you love for decades to come. And performance care is another reason that a lot of people come in to see a chiropractor. Um, have you guys seen chiropractors? I have. When I was younger, I had a ski accident and did physio, did everything, and ended up seeing a chiropractor and solved the problem. Oh, uh, right on. Yeah positive experience. For, for me, it was great. I'm, and it was honestly two, three appointments. That's it. It was not longer than that. Oh, uh, right on. Yeah. And, you, and for you, Heather? Yeah, I've definitely seen um, a few chiropractors. Myself, I'm not a fan of the adjustments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always been very nervous with them. I first had my first, I guess, adjustment as a child. And I guess that kind of unfortunately set me more of a negative spin on it. However, since then, I've had much more positive experiences with chiropractic care. Um, I've been to, actually, my sister-in-law is also a chiropractor. Mm. Um, so I have more recently seen her for um, injuries with a car accident, as well as um, I had pubic symphysis in my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So she was able to help me out a lot with that, which is a separation and a bit of a dislocation with my pelvis. So she was able to help me with that. That. And then also, um, so I've seen her post-pregnancy as well. And then Hudson actually saw her. She's also a pediatric chiropractor. So she's done a few extra courses to be able to treat infants. And he was probably about one and a half, two months when he saw her and he helped, uh, she was able to help just adjust slight little things. So he was able to have more ease and turning his neck and getting into you know, good positions and that sort of thing. So we just found when he was quite little that sometimes, you know, he could turn one way quite easily, not so much the other way. And just things happen in birth very naturally, but they can, chiropractic can definitely even help out our littlest ones. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. I saw a physiotherapist with Alex uh, because of his torticollis, but oh. I've never seen a chiropractor with him. Yeah. yeah. So Carla, how long do you see a chiropractor for? Yeah, so in terms of appointment times, all chiropractors chiropractors would be different. Um, I see my initial patients for 45 minutes, and my subsequent appointments are normally 30 to 45 minutes, and sometimes I'll see patients for 60 minutes when we're doing a lot of work that's movement-based, or there's a lot of body parts to work through. And then in terms of the number of appointments, this can also really vary. So every patient is so different. Some of my patients come in for one appointment, and then I really won't see them again until they're in desperate pain two years later, uh, while others are really keen to work on maintenance care, and I get the pleasure of seeing them once or twice a month. So everyone has a different health goal, and I meet my patients where they're at so that we can create a plan for them that really feels good for them and it's just because it's a really it's a team effort many people say chiropractor always wants to take an x-rays of their patient's spines is it true or not true that all do but definitely there are some that will want to x-ray each of their patients um, it's not something that i advocate for but there certainly are some chiropractors that are doing that mm-hmm there seems to be so many different kind of chiropractors. Um, how do I know to choose the one for myself? 
Yeah, this is a great question too. Um, I really recommend that people are talking to their friends, their family, or other healthcare professionals to find the right fit for you. We are all so different. And so an experience with one chiropractor will be very different from an experience with another, kind of like your experience, Heather. And um, it's literally like you're seeing a healthcare professional that is not a chiropractor in some situations. Mm -hmm. So it's really worth finding somebody that's a good fit because just because they're a chiropractor doesn't mean they all will treat similarly. So Mm -hmm. do your research for sure. So what is the difference between a physiotherapist, an osteopath, a registered massage therapist, and a chiropractor? Yeah. Uh, Well, these days here in British Columbia in Canada, uh, there's a lot of merging between the healthcare professionals. So I have some friends who are physiotherapists or osteopaths, massage therapists, and, and athletic therapists, and even some personal trainers and yogis. And we're all treating our patients and clients actually very similarly. And then there are some who are just wildly different. So I would say these days, it's a matter of who you're seeing rather than what their title is. Many people don't like the idea of being adjusted. Uh, what <laughs> Heather's raising her hand right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many people don't like to be adjusted. What do you do when a patient don't want a chiropractic uh, manipulation? I honor their feelings and their concerns. <laughs> Truly, I get it. I I would want to feel comfortable with my chiropractor if they were going to adjust me too. Um, chiropractic adjustments are similar to like to a physio physiotherapist who would be certified in high level manual manipulations. It would be the same thing. And they these adjustments are really amazing and can be incredibly beneficial for certain issues, but they aren't for everyone and they aren't necessary for everything. Sometimes they're incredibly contraindicated. So um, there are many risks that can be involved. And so I always am very, very clear with my risk profile before I decide whether or not a, an adjustment should be part of a patient's plan of management. Um, the risks are low. There risk, would be a risk with anything, taking an Advil, getting a massage, like anything, there's going to be a risk. So you just have to weigh it out and see what makes sense. Um, it really comes down to the needs of the patient again, what's going on in their body and their comfort level uh, with the treatment and what the fit is with their dysfunction. Because really, again, it's a, it comes down to team effort. For parents who are very busy, how do they fit rehabilitation exercises into their lives? Yeah, this is a really valid question and concern. Um, Busy lives make it very difficult to fit in rehab exercises, so I try my best to turn their rehab into their activities of daily living. So, for example, when you're taking the dishes out of the dishwasher, do it like this. So we actually go through certain activities that someone would be doing through the day and show them how that can be turned into a rehab exercise and clean the movement up that they're doing as well. Um, so another example, when you're waiting for your toddler to finish on the toilet, if you're in potty training years or depending where you're at with your child, you could fit in exercise X, Y, or Z. So when you're doing your work, you could roll your foot on a ball into your desk. So some work really requires really concentrated attention. And a lot of the work that really can just be turned into life. It can be turned into play. And so play is just such a powerful and a really fun rehab and prehab tool. Awesome. Heather is our plea expert. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, check, check. Yes, check. <laughs> so Carla, how did you decide to become a chiropractor? Mm, I recall this so vividly. I can remember standing in the foyer of my high school at the age of 16, knowing that I wanted to help people heal with my hands. And I also was very clearly 
focusing on the idea that I wanted to be a parent and to have a, a career where my schedule could revolve somewhat around my family. So that was a big thing for me. And then I was also an athlete. And I, anytime I did have some form of sports injury, it was always a chiropractor that was able to help me. So I just found it all really fascinating, the human body and, and the natural approach to healing. And, and since then, it's been an amazing journey since the age of 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does someone become a chiropractor? So first, you'd need to complete um, an undergraduate degree. Mine was in kinesiology at McMaster University, and then four more years at chiropractic college. So I went to the Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College, or CMCC in Toronto. Uh, there is only one school in Canada right now that's English-speaking. The other is in Montreal, which you would be very comfortable attending. Yes. <laughs> the French option. Um, our education at CMCC is really similar to med school, actually, except for the fact that we spend much more time managing neuromusculoskeletal issues and less time dealing with pharmacology and other various medical interventions. As doctors, we need to learn about all kinds of diseases, not necessarily as chiropractors to diagnose them, but to be able to know when pain is coming from a bone or a muscle or nervous tissue versus an organ or a vascular tissue like a blood vessel. So the human mind and the human body are just so complicated. So we need to understand the overlap between the systems of our body to be able to help patients and support them in their healing processes. So, hmm. yeah. So we can find Carla on our panel of expert at parenttalk.ca. And where else can we find you? At carlacapito.com um, and at lioness.club. Great. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time for a conversation card. It's time for a conversation card. Every week we like to play a game, not only for fun, but to get to know our guests a little more too. Nobody knows what the mystery card might ask, sometimes silly and sometimes serious. Let's find out what it will be this week. Heather, can you please pick one and read it to us? All right, ladies, here we go. Hmm. Would you give up junk food to live 10 years longer? <laughs> So easy. So, so that's like, yes, <laughs> done. Come on. I know you're going to choose stickers. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy one, guys. What are you, what are you, you're going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of very course. easy. Yeah. yeah. Especially okay. because really, I mean, with things like fruit and stuff, like, I mean, nature has its own almost like junk food, but it's healthy for you. <laughs> totally. And really life easy. is yeah. so much sweeter than totally. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, but chocolate's natural, so you can get some dark chocolate. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's true. Food. Antioxidants, we all get <laughs> <laughs> chocolate antioxidant. All right, well, thank you, Carla, and thank you, Heather, for being here. Thank you for your time and your contribution into thank other you. parents' life. For our listeners, the conversation continues on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. And you can subscribe to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. Don't forget to review us. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. 
If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.